Whisper in the yard and turn the trees all into toys. Lay there on the ground and turn the dirt into your joy. Before you start to drift and your soul begins to scream, I just wanted to tell you that you're listening to a dream. Pace's Playground. Pace's Playground Podcast. First thing I've got to, uh, to ask how's she? She is, uh, she's still, after two years, still pretty much um, fighting to, to, you know, get back. He's, uh, he's making progress, but it's, it's, you know, it's very slow. And uh, um, I don't know, I think we're just kind of, you know, all hoping for the best. I think, you know, he wants to make it through it. So uh, I think we're just staying positive about it and hoping that, you know, he'll come, he'll come around. But, you know, we just be, have to be patient because... It's, it's going to take time, I think, yeah. Has this uh, hardship influenced the band or the inner workings of the band? Or um, Well, it's, it's affected us in a lot of ways, man. I mean, you know, I spent a lot of my, my life, you know, next to that dude, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. so uh, if something like this happens to one of your best friends, it, it's, it affects you in, in a lot of ways. But, you know, one of the ways, I guess, definitely is, you know, with, with you know, what we do here with music and each other, I mean, it definitely brought us close closer together, I think, you know. Um, anytime something like this happens, it makes you reevaluate your your life. I think in general, and how short it can be, and how precious I guess you know everything is. And um, so, as a band, yeah, I think it, it brought us close together, and, and you know, maybe got us to focus a little bit harder than we than we have in the past. And um, and yeah, well, I mean, you know, we had to go in and kind of rebuild, you know, the, our whole foundation, and that's kind of what we did from that point on. And what about you, Sergio, coming in? Uh, the band inside that turmoil in that situation any more difficulty to to adapt to the situation i think it, it was the you know the context it was just the the fact that something horrible had happened to somebody who i know somebody that i've known for some time and you know who i admire and like a, to a band of people that you know i've known since 1995 and you know i had a chance to kick it with and you know i filled in for chi before 99 and you know i just really think these are fantastic people and it's just a you know it's just it just That's it. And just coming in for me was just more like my my concern was just just trying to be like a positive component and just trying to help out in whatever capacity possible. And I wasn't, you know, not so much concerned about the anything outside in the outside realm. I think that, you know, I would figure that would take care of itself, but just more just like just putting my best foot forward within, you know, the the world of the band and just being present as possible. You just said making something positive out of it. Did you um, maybe exploit this situation in a creative way? And does that show in two diamond eyes? You know, that that's what we had to do. I think when, uh, you know, when this happened, we we had two choices. We could either ceased being a band or if we were going to be a band again we had to rebuild our infrastructure and the way to do that was to start completely over again and um when sergio came in you know we just started writing from that moment and yeah well, i mean we did get into a creative flow you know um i think i think when when a lot of these things are going on it was it was very easy for us to to just lose ourselves in the music and that's kind of what we did and, and uh and when we when we brought our heads up you know a month and a half two months later we had a record's worth of material that that we wrote probably faster than we've you know than than we have uh you know in the last seven eight years so so you know that that was a that was a great thing for us and i think we learned something from that i i, I know when we're going to make a record from this from here on out that we plan on capturing that you know that energy and just going in and not overthinking things and spending so many uh months and years making records and and just you know 
being together, enjoying our time together, and creating, you know, and capturing that time, and and uh, that's what we did in that in that two months, and and that was the funnest. Uh, it's, it's aside from you know everything we were going through, it was the most pleasant record making process because we were able to just uh, you know to 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 adapt that work ethic. Um, when I did my 2010 year in review in music, I, I gave Diamond Eyes the top spot with um, Rheinstein, their latest. When I listened to Diamond Eyes, uh, I I got uh, hope that I lost for the uh, new rock, new metal scene because all the bands that I used to to listen to in the early uh, 90s, they, they've gone either soft, flat, or just disappointing. How did you, with Deftones, stayed relevant and evolve within your own Deftones style? Well, I think we've always been doing that. I mean, even even in, in the uh, you know mid 90s or you know late 90s when when supposedly new metal was you know even at its peak or or being born or whatever it was i mean i felt like we were already steering our ship away from from that um um you know when when all these new metal big new metal records that were selling millions of records came out we put out a record called white pony which mm-hmm. is a very left turn from from uh i think where we started from with adrenaline i mean you know i feel like we did it with around the fur as well but but uh you know with every record i think we always try to to uh, not fall into a character, fall into a formula, just be like, this is who we are, and let's just make another record for the sake of making a record. I think we always try to step out of our comfort zone and and and, and be try to be creative, you know, do something that we know that we are all nodding our heads to and we all like. And it seems like if we do that, you know what I mean, then you know we're always challenging ourselves. We're having fun and we're and we're being creative. And I don't think we can lose, you know what I mean? And, and the, the only way I think we're going to lose is if we get complacent and we start following, you know, just like trends or, or formulas or whatever. And we've never never felt that way before. Um, that's why I think I'm, I'm 37 years old and I'm still able to be doing this. Otherwise, I, I, you know, I would I would have definitely been bored by now. I get bored too easy with things in life that if, the, if it was just, you know, just going through the motions of it and it was just us trying to keep up with what was going on around us, I wouldn't be interested in it. So compared with Saturday Night Wrist? Uh, uh, compared to it? Yeah, maybe the, the approach, like, to me, doing a record is like, let's do this creatively for that album and then we're going to evolve on that. Mm-hmm. So on the next album, you Say we're going to do something else. So, what was the method, or maybe the goal on that? I understand what you're saying, but that doesn't necessarily apply to all people. That's all a, that's right. a way that a person may approach life. But you know, sometimes it's as simple as, "Wow, I got some cool new gear. Can't wait to use it." And I'm here with my friends, and we've just been bumping these sick albums for the past couple of years, and I can't wait to just like play some music with this new gear and this my homies and the, and and allow all these influences to just kind of like flush through you and just make something that just feels good. Yeah. I don't think we ever go into making a record with the preconceived thoughts right. of what right. what it should be, what it's gonna sound like, what the what the what I'm gonna sing about, what you know, what is what it's supposed to represent, what, what like none of that. I think we go in just like you said with the idea that we're just gonna play some music with our friends and 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 and, 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 and we're not gonna stop until the, these songs are until that we're making are yeah. like, like <laughs> so we're all just, just like they're like this because you got your and everyone's just like this and it's just yeah. like and it's not so much based on like oh well this thing is right now charting right now so we should really be doing this kind of music or whatever and let's really mm-hmm. try to approximate this for this end it's the end is 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 us being excited in that room just like there and then it's like that's cool we commit that. yeah and I think that goes back to your other question about staying relevant and saying things it's just that the excitement and the sincerity is there and it's just never been lost it's like this 
been from before I came in and li- looking at the records. It's always about things that this thing is excited about. You know, it's like the band, people are excited about the music they're making and playing and putting out there. You know, and that's what makes it true. I, I've met a lot of bands through the years, and I think that you've just confirmed a trend. People that, that grow into <coughs> the music business as musicians, you guys, you just stay little boys. You, you get to 37, like you said, but you speak like you're still playing in your mom's garage and you're just doing it for the fun. Of course. I mean, I think if you're not having fun, then what the fuck am I doing out here? You know what I mean? I'm not getting rich out here. You know what I mean? Uh, there's, there's, more, there's a lot better ways to make a lot more money doing other things in life, whether it be, you know, anything. Yeah. I mean, really. Yeah. Music, music. Like, I wouldn't advise any kid to, like, start a band to, like, do anything else other than just have fun. Seriously? Even at the level of Deftones? What do you mean? No, I mean, we make a living, but, we're, but it's, right. it's not crazy. It's not like, a, you know... I don't have boats and fucking, you know, <laughs> right. motorcycles and shit, you know what I mean? I, I have a normal fucking life, you know, and, and, uh, and I have to work hard. I have to be out here on tour, uh, you know, uh, nine months out of the year, pretty much. I mean, you know, pretty much, uh, you know, in order to do what to do this. And uh, I like that. It's not, you know, there's a lot worse jobs. I'm not complaining about it at all. But the main reason why I'm doing it is because it's fun. You know what I mean? And, uh, and, I, and, and because, you know. And, and it's what I do, you know what I mean? But that, that has to be the, the main reason. That's why I was telling any, any kid who's starting a band, like, please do it because you like doing it and because you're enjoying yourselves. And, you know, don't do it for any other reason because, uh, you know, it's not worth it. <laughs> yeah, like the energy to return, you know what I mean? Like, you can, you know, it's like you put a lot of energy, you work and you make a great thing and it's a mm-hmm. fantastic thing, but it's not like starting, you know, Facebook or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you start Facebook, you know what I mean? Like, I got the same, like, the same thought when I saw the social network. Then I wish I had that idea. You start Facebook and then, yeah, yeah you, got, you want sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Forget the rock and roll, sex, drugs, and Facebook. It's like, whatever. <laughs> Pretty good also. <laughs> Now that you've become veteran uh, on the music scene, do you still go back to do your uh, earlier influences, like say Mike Patton, or are you like grown into uh, an artist that I don't know how to say that that you don't have to go outwards to create that you've grown your own, let's say, creative garden, if that's maybe well, you'll do shit. I mean, even Mike Patton, like I wouldn't say that he was the, he was the influence of mine, other than. I like the fact that he used he has a lot of different influences and he uses them the way that he uses them. So actually that makes him a very great singer because he's he's out of the box. He doesn't sing, you know, he he can do anything, you know what I mean? He does pretty much in one song. He'll do, he'll do <laughs> fucking seven different, you know, characters almost in in a way. And I think that's awesome. But uh but that's kind of the way I I feel like, you know, um my I'm influenced the same way. I have a lot of different influences that span from um from think See people like Sade, you know what I mean, who are just straight moody, you know, singers that use their voice to soothe and and to you know and uh, and uh, and just melodically. And I also enjoy HR from the Bad Brains, who you know, who is just rhythmically just genius. And uh, you know, and, and uh, a lot from you know from that to whatever. I mean, I like all kinds of diff- you know different different types of vocalists. So, but for me, I just I I don't. I never really look at okay, or one person, or you know, I, I could never do that. Say this person mm-hmm. is what influenced me to sing. It's it's just more or less. It's I think it's a melting pot of everything that I grew up listening to, whether it be Michael Jackson from when I was eight years old, or you know, uh, the Thompson Twins, or you know, uh, Boy George, or whoever. I mean, I listened to a lot of shit growing up that that helped shape, you know, um, 
my sense of, of melody and, and music. And um, and that still helps you today? Yeah, I mean, you know, and then there, there's new artists and things that I listen to too that maybe aren't even vocalists that are just like, a, like like you said, uh, like a, st we'll put on records and it's just beats. And we'll just listen, bug out to these beats and just be like, wow. They, you know what I mean? And, and it'll just excite you so much to like, I can't wait to make a new record because we just need to make some shit that just, that, that the beats are just infect, infectious like this. You know it's what I mean? That's really what it is, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so, you know, it, it, there's, there's influences that come from anything. It's from movies, from, you know, not even music sometimes, from like something visual. You know, you get excited about it and go, wow, I just want that makes me want to make a fucking riff or. or or create, or you know, write something on you know on the guitar or or vocal melody or something. And I don't know. That's what that's the fun part about life about about being influenced and, and influencing other people and, and uh, you know just being sort of like you know a disease. I guess. Yeah. yeah, you're like part of this zoo. <laughs> yeah, everyone's just an ingredient, just getting hyped up. And then it's like that when you get to travel with another man and how they do it, and then it starts to fuck with how you do things because you just rubs off and everyone just gets hyped. You know, like we're traveling with. Dillinger and you know I was talking to those guys and we were getting excited about the things that contrast in each other you know they're like oh man your things are so open in your tones and I'm like damn your fucking technique you know and it's just like everything just keeps you wanting to run back to your outlet which is music my favorite song Deftones all time is Elite and I have been a professional wrestler in the past and that was my entry song could you uh, could you discuss because it was just raw you know there's no intro it's straight to the punch it's straight uh, anarchy and that would push me to to do flips off the top rope and things across chairs and and tables and so so on and so forth could you discuss the production because I'm a huge fan of Transformers so when I heard the song I I, I was like that one is mine. Yeah, very, How did this Megatron? Yeah, or, or Starscream, or who's the one that uh, Soundwave? Soundwave, a little bit. Yeah, it's it's definitely got the uh, it's got the old school vocoder on it that we use, but we ran it through uh, my vocals through Stefan's guitar because in order to use a, a vocoder, which is the effect that gives you that robot kind of sound, mm -hmm. you need to signal it with something, and, right, and yeah, uh, it needs to have have a signal that's running through it. So. We, the signal we gave was Stefan's guitar. And when I sang over that, it gave it like this, this like, just punishing, like, you know, uh, 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 vocal effect. And it was really fun. It was just us experimenting in the studios with Terry Day. And uh, yeah, I mean, that, it was just like, it was funny. The one thing that I remember very distinctly was the day that I recorded the vocals for that record, my grandmother came to visit me in the studio. And it was so funny because, like, that's the, you know, she could have came any other day, like when we were recording Digital Bath or Change or some, like, beautiful like more pretty song but she, she she showed up at the studio that day when i was recording that song and i just remember her like in the control room when i was in the room just screaming my head off and her just thinking like man my grandson's crazy <laughs> but uh but yeah i mean that was uh you know it was a fun thing and we actually ended up winning a grammy award for that song you know yeah, which is which is kind of cool because you know that song is so not like pop like you said there's no intro it's like there's no format to that like it'll make it like a you know anything other than just what it is, just like a raw, you know, energy song that there's a lot of energy in it and a lot of just like, you know, it kind of, you know, makes you, uh, unbridled energy, I guess, what makes you kind of, you know, lose it sometimes, like you said, with, with your wrestling with things, it's just kind of a, you know, the song has that in it and, and uh, it's fun to make, you know, it's good to capture. To end on a good note, if people listening on XM right now want to help out financially with uh, Cheese situation, how may they help? Uh, One Love for Cheese is the best place to go. That's, uh, although it's not updated as much as, uh, I'm sure they would like to because Chi's mother is very busy. She takes care of him and she also uh, helps run that site. So, um, but yeah, but if you go there, you can find, you know, ways you could help in, in, uh, in any ways, you know, donate your time, money, whatever it is. Um, but uh, 
you know, uh, that's where you'll get most of the, the latest information as well. I mean, I go there too to look on there. So one love for G.com. This is Playground Podcast. Find it, hear it on SoundCloud and iTunes. Comment, react, or troll via Twitter at Playground Pod, Facebook.com slash Playground Podcast. Email Playground Podcast at Hotmail.com. Playground Podcast.com. <laughs>